Shalom, everyone. Praise Yah for you all joining us today for our weekly Bible study. Um, so praise Yah for His His mercy. It's been a great day today. Uh, this hot summer day uh, in August. Um, had, had an awesome day. Pray that you all's day was blessed. Pray that Yah uh, touched some of you all, brought the deliverance, and that you uh, you all kept the faith. Tonight we're gonna we're gonna deal with um, a subject. The power, the power of obedience. So it's, it's, it's more so the power of obedience and also the power of words. So we're going to start off with a word of prayer. And we're going to dive uh, right into it. Hallelujah. Yeah, we thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your loving kindness. Thank you for being good to us. Thank you for being our strength and our salvation. Yeah, we love you and we praise you. For this beautiful day, for we acknowledge that this is a day that you've made. This day cannot be in existence if it were not for you. And we, we're continuing to rejoice and be glad in this day. Yeah, I pray that you would increase our trust tonight as we learn your word, uh, as you speak to us, that we can begin to walk in obedience, begin to pay attention to what's going on. Just live for you, live a lifestyle pleasing to you. Teach us, yeah, how, how to please you, how to live for you. Help us to know who we are and, and our identity here. Bring us into our purpose for your life. Your purpose for our life. Yeah, we thank you for your loving kindness you have said. Tonight we continue to ask you to forgive us of all sins that we've done. Uh, those that we've done intentionally or unintentionally. Help us to continue to walk in your mercy, Yah. So we praise you and we thank you in Yahshua HaMashiach's name. Amen. So tonight we're going to be dealing with our, our, our first book. That we're going to deal with is coming from the book of First um, <clears throat> Kings, Malachim, Alif Malachim, First Kings, uh, chapter number number thirteen, and um, because we, because we got to understand the power of obedience, uh, what happens to us when we're disobedient, and what happens to us when we're obedient, and we need to we need to be able to to see these things. We have an enemy. We have a true enemy, Satan. Hasatan. And uh the word Satan is the Hebrew word for adversary. And we have an adversary. Yah has an adversary. He wants to destroy Yah. He wants to destroy you. He don't want you to know who you are. He don't he, he doesn't want you to walk into your purpose. He's gonna bring everything your way to appear to your evil inclination to cause you to walk walk away from Yah, to cause you to disobey Yah. And we have to know his tactics. We have to know that it's important for us to be obedient, to pay attention to the words that's being spoken <clears throat> to us, and also to just pay attention and you know and, and um, not be persuaded by the adversary. Uh, we have to understand Yah's word, Yah's patterns, so that we won't fall astray. So our book tonight that we're going to deal with tonight, we come from the book of First Kings. Um, 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 First Kings chapter number 13. We're going to begin at verse 1. <clears throat> it says this. Just then, as Yorovam was standing by the altar to burn incense, a man, of, a man of Yah came out of Judah, directed to be at El by, by a word from Yah. And by the word from Yah, he cried out against the altar. Altar, altar. Here's what Yah says: A son will be born to the house of David. His name will his name will be 
Yoshiyahu or Josiah. And only you he will sacrifice the Kohanim of the high, of the high places who burn incense on you. They will burn human bones on you. The same day he also gave a that that same day he also gave a sign. Here's the sign which Yah has decreed. The altar was split apart. The ashes on it will be scattered about. When the king heard what the man of Yah said, how he denounced the altar in in Beethel, Yaravon took his hand away from the altar and said, Seize him. But his hand, but the hand of the one he had stretched out against him shriveled up so that he could not draw it back to himself. So the altar was split apart and the ashes scattered in the altar, from the altar according to the sign which the man of Yah had given by the word of Yah. The king then responded to the man of Yah, Ask now the favor of Yah, your Elohim, he said, and pray for me that my hand will be restored to me. And the man of Yah prayed to Yah, and the king's hand was restored to him and, and, and became as he had been before. Then the king said to the man of God, Come home with me and refresh yourself, and I will give you a reward. Now listen to this, verse 8. But the man of Yah replied to the king, Even if you have given me half your household, I will not accept your hospitality, nor will I eat food or drink water in this place. For this is the order, for this is the order I received through the word of Yah. Don't eat food or drink water, and don't return by the road you took when you came. So he went another way and did not return by the road by which he had came to Bethel. Now there lived an old prophet in Bethel, and one of his sons came and told him all the things the man of Yah had done that day in Bethel. Also, they told their, their father what he said, what he had said to the king. Their father asked, asked them, "Which way did he go?" For his sons had seen what robe the man of Yah from Yehuda had taken. He said to, to his sons, "Saddle the donkey for me." So, so they saddled the donkey for him, and riding on it, he went after the man of Yah. He found him sitting under a pistachio tree, and said to him, "Are you the man of Yah who came from Yehuda?" He answered, "I am." Then he said to him, "Come home with me and eat some food." He replied, "I cannot return with you or partake of your hospitality." Nor would I eat food or drink water with you in this place, because it was said to me by the word of Yah, you are not to eat food or drink water there, and you are not to go back by the way you came. The the other said to him, I, I too am a prophet, just like you. And an angel spoke to me by the word of Yah and said, bring him back with you to your house so that he can eat food and drink water. But he was lying to him. So he went back with him and did eat and drink, did eat food and drink water in his house. As they were sitting at the table, the word of Yah came to the prophet who had brought him back, and he cried to the man of God who, who had come from Judah. Here's what Yah says Since you rebelled against the word of Yah and didn't obey the command Yah gave, Yah your Elohim gave you, 
but came back and ate food and drank water in the place where he warned you not to eat or drink, eat food or drink water. Your, your corpse will not arrive at the tomb of your ancestors. After he had eaten food and drunk, he sat the donkey for the prophet he had brought back. But after he had gone, a lion encountered the man of God on the road and killed him. His corpse laid out in the road, and, when, and the donkey, with the donkey and the lion standing next to him. In time, people passed by and saw the corpse laying in the road, with the lion standing next to him. <clears throat> and they came about and told they came and told about it in the city where the old prophet lived. When the prophet who had brought him back from the road heard about it, he said, "It is the man of God who rebelled against the word of Yah." This is why Yah handed him over to the lion to tear him to pieces and kill him. And keep him with the word that Yah had spoke to him. To his sons he said, Saddle a donkey for me. And they saddled it. He went and found his corpse lying in the road with the, with, with the donkey and the lion standing next to the corpse. The lion had neither, neither eaten the corpse nor attacked the donkey. The prophet picked up the corpse of the man of God laid it on the donkey and brought it back to, to the city where he lived to mourn or bury him. <clears throat> he laid the corpse in his own burial cave and they mourned him. Oh, my brother. After burying him, he said to his sons, When I die, put me in the burial cave where the man of God is buried. Lay my bones next to his, his bones. For the thing he cried for... For the thing he cried by the, by the word of Yah against the altar of Bethel and against the temples on the high places near the cities of Shemron will surely happen. And after this, Yaravon did not turn back from his evil way but continued appointing Kohanim to the high places from among all the people. He consecrated anyone who wanted to be a Kohan of the high places. This brought sin to the house of Yaravon that would eventually cut it off and destroy it from the face of the earth. Now, that's the power of obedience. Power of words. The, the man was given the word by Yah. The, the man um, was given the word by a word a word by Yah. After he gave a word, this is what Yah told him. Don't eat food in that place. And don't drink water in his place. And go a different way than what than the way you came. Man obeyed Yah until the prophet came to him and gave him another word. It's power of obedience uh, and the power of words. Listen, li listen to me real well. We have to understand that when Yah speaks to us, it is essential. That we obey his word. It's detrimental to us at times when we don't obey his word. It can cause even our life. Being obedient is so important for us. Because we have to understand that we don't live our lives on our own or ourselves. By our, for ourselves. But we also as leaders especially, we live for the benefit of others. So we have to obey what Yah says. This man did everything that he was supposed to do until this until this lying prophet or this, this this man who was also a prophet came and lied to him. And, and with that being said, 
I want to say this. I'm not knocking uh, pastors, teachers, uh, whatever office you want, whatever office that you want to put yourself in. You know, I'm not knocking that. I'm not saying that Yah does not use leaders because he do. He does use leaders. He does have pastors or or moray or teachers over people. He does have leaders in position to lead his people to teach them the word of Yah. He he does use prophets. He does use emissaries or apostles. So I'm not I'm not in in, in any way knocking that. But I am saying this that when Yah speaks to you, we don't allow anybody regards to who it is to detour us, to take us from what Yah has said to our lives. You know, and, and it's, it's very important to be obedient and it's very, it's very important to, 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 to listen to the word of Yah and know Yah for ourselves. Even when we are in congregations and we have a man or a woman up over us and they're speaking to us, if what they're saying is not lined up with the word, we should listen to them. We should escape, run away. If they come and tell us something contrary to what the word of Yah says, we we don't listen. Get away because it'll cause you your life. It 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 it'll clearly cause you damage, trouble, even death. Yah specifically had a lion kill this man. The lion did not attack the donkey. He did not attack attack, attack uh, eat the man up. He killed him. Stood by his corpse. All because of the man's disobedience. So that's First Kings uh, chapter number thirteen, and I just read. Let's go to a uh, because I'm, I'm I'm trying to trying to take us somewhere. Let's go to uh, <clears throat> Genesis, uh, Genesis three. It's, it's it's important that we listen to what Yah says, and not allow the adversary no matter who he comes through to persuade us to not obey Yah. This man came to and said, hey, you know what? I am a prophet also. And he, and he used his influence. And he said, you know, an angel spoke to me and told me to tell you to, to give you water. Now listen, Yah has spoken to this other man, this other, this other man of God. And Yah had given him instructions and this man heard y'all clearly. He heard him speak clearly and went and done what the Most High had told him to do. And y'all was so with him that when the king reached out his hand to grab it, to grab this man, to get this man off the altar, to make this man stop speaking the word of Yah, his hand shriveled up to where he couldn't draw it back. And everything he had said it came to pass, the sign, the sign that he said that was going to happen had happened right then. And that man heard the Most High clearly. But the man should have been able to hear the Most High when, when, his, when, his, when his liar came to him and told him that an angel spoke to me and told me, you know, hey, he said, come to your my house and eat. The man should have still been hearing y'all. He should have, he should have clearly spoken. And, 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 and of course, we all know that, that hindsight is twenty twenty. He should have clearly spoken and said, you know what? No, I'm going to still obey y'all because I didn't hear y'all speak that to me. I didn't hear y'all say that to me. But instead, he followed this man, this, this, this prophet. He ate with the prophet. And while they was in the middle of eating, 
Then the word of Yah came, not an angel. The word of Yah came to the old prophet and said, since you disobeyed me, your corpse, your corpse will not make it to the tomb of your ancestors. And so we have to understand, people, that it's essential for us to obey Yah's word. And it can be detrimental for us to disobey Yah's word. And don't allow anybody to come speak anything to us that we know that y'all didn't tell us. Especially in today's time, if they cannot back it up with y'all's word, don't follow it. It's so many people, so many people who claim to be prophets. I'm talking about they claim to be prophets. Prophesying about houses, prophesying about cars, prophesying about money, prophesying about getting married, prophesying about all kinds of things and so many naive people are following these prophets who, who, who's prophesying things that are not lining up with Yah's word. And, and, and the thing that's so amazing is most of these prophets don't even honor Yah. I want you to, I, I, I understand that we live in 2019, but, but, but name one prophet in the scriptures that was of Israel that did not follow Torah. Name one prophet that in the scriptures that's from Israel that did not under the feast or under the Sabbath because y'all operate in patterns. And if these prophets are not doing y'all's word, then why follow them? Why listen to what they say? If they can't show you in the word what they're saying, in context now, not, not, not out of context because anybody can manipulate people. But they can't show you in the word what the scriptures are saying. You might want to be careful of an individual. And if Yah has spoken to you specifically to do a thing, to, to be somewhere, don't allow people to persuade you to do the opposite of what Yah says. It don't matter how you feel. Before we go to Genesis, let's go to James. Let me, let, let me explain it, what I said. doesn't matter how you feel. Because the adversary is going to always tempt you. And then we're going to go to the book of Acts. The adversary is going to always tempt you to disobey y'all. A temptation that comes to us is, is always a temptation that's dealing with something that's intentional. Because, it, because it's dealing with you to sin. A temptation de deals with intentional sin so it so 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 it deals with you to sin and uh so i'm i'm, I'm gonna deal with uh temptations hallelujah hmm i gotta find my scripture okay thank you james chapter one Beginning in verse 12, because I'm going to explain something. James chapter 1, beginning in verse 12. Yaakov, if you have the complete Jewish Bible, his, his, his name was really not James, it was Yaakov, which is which in English, it would be trans, translated as Jacob. But actually the book of James was named after uh, King James. So they call him James, even though his name is not James in English, it would be Jacob, and his Hebrew name is Yaakov. So, 1 Kings, excuse me, James... <laughs> 
uh, 1 and 12 says this, How blessed is the man who perseveres through temptation. How blessed is the man who perseveres through temptation. Because a temptation is dealing, always dealing with intentional sin. A temptation will always come to you whenever Yah's word is spoken to you. When you have Yah's word on the matter, the adversary is going to appeal to your evil inclination. He's going to tempt you to disobey Yah. That's what happened to this man in First Kings 13. When Yah had, gave, had given him a word, Yah gave him a word, after he gave the word, he said, I am ordered. He, he's commanded. I am ordered to not to eat food in this place, don't drink water, and don't go back the way I came. That's the command that Yah had given him after he had given the word. The, the, the old prophet came and lied to him. He appealed to this young, to this man of God's evil inclination. He was tempted. He disobeyed Yah based on the lie that was given to him from a, a prophet who lied. And the adversary, Satan, is a liar. He's a liar from the beginning. He's going to tempt you. But the word, the word says, says in James 1 and 12, <clears throat> how blessed is the man who perseveres through temptation, who does not give in to it, who pushes for after he has passed the test, he will receive as his crown the life which Yah has promised to those who love him. That word love, who obeys him. Because you show your love to Yah through your obedience. So after you have passed the test, you receive as your crown the life which Yah has promised to those who love him. Listen to this. <clears throat> no one being tempted should say, I am being tempted by Yah. <clears throat> For Yah cannot be tempted by evil, and Yah himself tempts no one. Why would Yah come and deceive this man? See this man, see, human nature, human mindset, will tell you a lie to tell you that God is trying to tempt you to see if you're going to sin once God gives you, tells you don't sin. Y'all is not going to tell you, hey, don't commit fornication and then bring a person in front of you for them to tempt you to see if you're going to fornicate. He's not going to tell you, hey, don't steal. Then put you in a position to, 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 for you to steal to see if you're going to steal. He does not tempt Anyone with evil. He can he cannot be tempted by evil, and he himself he tempts no one. So don't allow the adversary to lie to you to make you think that. Yah is firm on his word. He stands on what he speaks. He he backs it up. He don't he 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 means what he says. He doesn't have a mind. He does not think like we think. He's decreeing his words to the prophets. My, my ways are not your ways. And my thoughts are not your thoughts. As high as the heaven is above the earth, so are my ways above yours. So y'all don't think like a man thinks. 
So don't so so you can't put the the, the a, a man's perspective or a man's ways on Yah because Yah is not a man. But verse fourteen says this: rather, 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 each person is being tempted whenever he is being dragged off and enticed by the bait of his own lust or his own desire. Now listen to this. Here, here, here's the real way. I'm gonna pour, we're going to pull this out of the scripture. And we, we, we go, I'm going to explain to you. We're going we to we open the scripture so you can see this. The man was given an order. The order he was given was don't eat. Don't drink. Go a different way. He did go a different way when the man of Yah came and when, when, when the old prophet came and saw him sitting upon his pistachio tree. But he but he was tempted. Why? He probably was hungry. He was already invited to come to the king's place to eat. He said, No, I can't eat. Then when the old prophet came to him, he invited him to come eat. And the man probably was hungry. He I don't know. It, 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 it said here he, he was coming from Judah to, to, to Bethel or BNL to give a word. And he was told don't eat. So he was probably hungry. But he was given the command don't eat. Now listen, if Yah gives you a command, it doesn't matter what you're tempted with. He has given you the ability to overcome, to withstand, to not fall into the temptation. He has given every individual a way of escape. So if Yah has given you a command, he will sustain you. He will keep you. He will give you the ability to overcome. The man probably was hungry. So the old prophet said, you know what? I tell you what. Come on to my house and eat. Well, I can't eat. And so the, 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 the adversary through the prophet appeared to this man's evil inclination or the old the lying prophet appeared to this man's evil inclination and caused this man to sin against Yah. Now listen to this. Whoever's being tempted is being dragged off and enticed by the bed of his own desire. Verse 15 says this, Then having conceived, the desire gives birth to sin. And when, it's, and when sin is fully grown, it gives birth to death. Don't delude yourselves, my dear brothers. Excuse me, what happened to the man? Because he sinned. He got killed. He died. Judgment was upon him because of his disobedience. It's very important to obey Yah. Listen, does not matter how it looks. Obey Yah. Don't matter how it feels. Obey Yah. Don't matter who walks away. Don't matter who laughs. Don't matter who believes in you. Obey Yah. Be obedient. Again, I'll say this before we go to Genesis 3. It's essential to be obedient. And it can be detrimental to you to be disobedient. Let's go. Let, let, let's, let's go. We're going to go to um, Genesis 3. Then we're going to go to Romans 5. Genesis 
Genesis 3, and then we're going to go to Romans 5. Now listen to this. Look at this. 3 and 1. It says this. Now the serpent, this is a great one right here. Because the serpent, the serpent put Adam and Eve out of their purpose, changed their view, made them ashamed, and changed everything that Yah had made about them. It was distorted. And it all happened from an act of disobedience. They were tempted by the adversary. We, we're going we're gonna, to... Um, Let's go to Genesis 2, 25. Then we're going to read 3 and 1. 25 is the last verse in Genesis 2. It says this. They were both naked. And I want to, this is written for a reason. They were both naked, the man and his wife, and they were not ashamed. Y'all made them in the perfect state. They were unashamed. 3 and 1. Now the serpent was more crafty than any wild animal which Yah had made. He said to the woman, Did Yah really say, say, You are not to eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, We may eat from the fruit of the trees in the garden, but about the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden, Yah said, You are neither eat from it nor touch it, or you will die. The serpent said to the woman, it is not true that you will surely die because Yah knows that on the day you eat from it, your eyes will be open and you will be like Yah, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it had a pleasing appearance, and that the tree was desirable for making one wise, she took some of its fruit and ate. She also gave some of it to her husband, who was with her, and he ate. Then... The eyes of both of them were open, and they realized that they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loincloths. That's heavy. They heard the voice of Yah walking, the Yah Elohim walking in the garden at the time of the, of the evening breeze. Now listen, before I continue to read this. Y'all dealt with Adam where Adam could see him. He touched him, opened him up, brought a woman out of him. They had a relationship. I don't know what a spirit looks like because I don't think that I ever seen one outside of a body. But I'm sure that Adam was able to see Yah for how he was until he sinned. But when he sinned, instead of Yah coming to him, now they heard his voice. They can no longer see him. They was moved out of their place. Excuse me, out of their place. So they heard the voice of Yah walking in the garden at the time of evening breeze. So the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of Yah. Elohim among the trees in the garden. Yah called to the man, Where are you? He answered, I heard your voice in the garden. I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid myself. Man hid himself from Yah. Yah didn't hide from man. Yah didn't move from Adam. 
Adam hid himself from Yah because he was naked. Now he wasn't, he, he was made in a perfect state. There was no need to be ashamed. But the adversary made him look at life or look at look at himself from a whole different perspective than how Yah had made him. Because he knew he was he he, he knew how he looked. But the adversary spoke a word on him, said you naked. And he hid himself. Listen. So I hear myself, and he said, who told you that you are naked? That you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree which I ordered you not to eat? The man replied, the woman you gave to me, <laughs> to be with me, she gave me the fruit of the tree that I ate. And <clears throat> Yah said to the woman, what is it you have done? The woman answered, the serpent tricked me, so I ate. So now, so Yah, so Yah gives them a command. He gives them a command. That's amazing. Now, now listen. Eve Eve wasn't created when Yah gave Adam the command. He gave the command to Adam. Eve wasn't there. Adam had a responsibility. The adversary tried to use Eve. Well, he, he, he did, actually. So listen to this. Genesis 2 and 7. Then Yah Elohim formed, formed a person, Hebrew, Adam, from the dust of the ground, Hebrew, Adamah, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. So he became a living being. Yah Elohim planted a garden toward the east of Eden and Eden, and there he put the person whom he had formed, and there, he, and there he put the person whom he had formed. Out of the ground, Yah caused the person caused, caused to grow every tree pleasing in appearance for Yah for food, including the tree of life in the middle of the garden and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Then he has these, he made these rivers. Verse 15 says this. And Yah took the person and put him in the garden of Eden and cultivated it and cared for it. And Yah gave the person this order. You may freely eat from every tree in the garden except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You are not to eat from it because on the day that you eat from it, it will become certain that you will die. So it's Adam who's responsible. If Eve ate from it, nothing would have happened to her. Well, I don't I don't think... I've, Something probably would happen. But the command wasn't wasn't given to Eve. The command was given to Adam. It wasn't Eve, it wasn't because of Eve that the world went into sin. No, it wasn't. It was because of Adam. What you mean it was Adam and Eve? Well, let's go to the word. Don't don't go on, on what I'm saying. Let's go to Romans fifth chapter. Because see, we, 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 we and, and, I, and I'm doing this for a reason. Because because some people think when you when they read the scriptures, some folks think that Adam and Eve were both there when Yah spoke. They were not both there. It was only Adam that He spoke to. 
And some people think that Adam and Eve is the, is why the world, mankind is fallen. But that's not what the scriptures say. That's what we say. That's what religion say. That's what the church say. So we're gonna go. We're gonna, we're gonna go to um, um, Romans five, eighteen. Says this. In other words, just as it was through one offense that all people came under condemnation, so also it is through one righteous act that all people come to be considered righteous. Verse nineteen. For just as through the disobedience of the one man. Many were made sinners. So also through the disobedience of the other man, many will be made righteous. So it was Adam who caused mankind to fall because of not obeying Yah. Two, one, one great thing happened. Death. Disobedience. Disobeying Yah's word can produce death. In your life, you to die, things in your life to die. It can, it can make things not happen. And your decision making, your disobedience does not just affect you. Now, in a man of God's case, in, in, in 1 Kings 13, his decision making affected him. It killed him. It killed him. It his decision to disobey Yah and, and, and allow someone else to speak to him to disobey Yah caused him his life. Adam's decision to disobey Yah caused him his life. He died eventually. He needed to be 900 and... and um, I think 30 years old. And he died. And every individual after Adam died. There's only two men on the earth that is recorded that never seen death. And that was Enoch and Eliyahu, Elijah. Every individual other than them has died. Moses died. Yeshua HaMashiach, he died. He resurrected. Yes, he resurrected together with all power. And he lives forevermore. But he died your death. And he had to die. Or else you wouldn't have life. Because there was the penalty for disobedience. The penalty for sin. Obedience is powerful. It produces power. It gives life, and it gives life not just to you, but to those who are connected with you. Yeshua's obedience. Let's go back to Romans 5, verse 19. Says this, For just, for just as through the disobedience of the one man, many were made sinners, so also through, here it is, so also through, 
the obedience of the other man. When many will be made alive, excuse me, many will be made righteous. And the Torah came into picture so that the offense will proliferate, but where sin proliferated, grace proliferated even more. All this happened so that all this happened so that just as sin ruled by means of death, so also grace might rule through causing people to be considered righteous so that they might have eternal life through Yeshua, the Messiah, <coughs> our Lord. Yeshua's obedience gives you eternal life. And we know what eternal life is, according to John 17, 3. Eternal life is to know Yah. So, so, so your obedience causes you to be have life, causes you to have a relationship with the Most High, and it, it does not just affect you. Now, now, let, 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 let's, let, let, let's, let's deal with the home life. It don't just affect you. It affects your children. Your children's children, it affects your husband, your wife, it affects everybody who you love. They see your life. You walking in obedience can cause curses to break off your life. Yeah. Start following Torah, receive Yeshua HaMashiach as your Mashiach, as your Messiah. Follow Torah. Walk in obedience, your life will be blessed. And then those who follow you, your children, if you are a leader of a congregation, they can begin to see that and curses can break off their life and they can walk in the blessings of Yah. Because Yah don't lie. He keeps his word. He protects. He provides. He sustains. He gives. He, he helps out his people. And I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about your life, period. Because there are so many things much bigger than money. And y'all can help you in your life. He can heal your body through your trust. He can bring you from being addicted, addicted to drugs, alcohol. He can bring you out of sin and, and give you the ability to overcome. And so when you do overcome, you can receive the crown of life. See, it's power in being obedient. There's no power in being disobedient. Mo a, a lot of people, a lot of people want to know why they are living a defeated life. And here's the kicker: most of us won't even acknowledge that we're doing something wrong. We'll say, "No, nah, I ain't doing nothing wrong. Nah, that ain't it." Yeah, most of the time it is. Most of the time, we, we, most of the time we continue to go through the same old cycles. We continue to have the same old struggles. It's because of sin in our life. See, Second Chronicles seven. This is what the Most High has, that I believe He has spoken to me. Um, today, seven fourteen says this: Then if my people who bear my name will humble themselves, pray. Seek my face and turn from their evil ways. I will hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and heal, heal their land. 
My eye, now my eyes will be open and my ears will pay attention to the prayer made in this place. That word prayer is not like we think how we see, oh God, give us this. God, give us that. Oh, I need you. Open the door. Make a way. Move in a mighty way. No. But when you're prayer, when you're praying, you're actually judging yourself. Listen, how can you tell an all-powerful being anything he don't already know about you? He knows what you need. Yeshua said it so plainly in Matthew 6, for your heavenly Father knows you have need of things, but rather seek ye first the kingdom of Yah. And Yah shall seek his face after he says to pray. So prayer is you judging yourself. Acknowledging your sins. Judging yourself. Acknowledging where you are. Your wrongdoings. Lining yourself back up into the will of Yah. And then seeking his face. Desiring to know him, getting his word, worshiping him, walking in obedience. That he said he'll hear from heaven. And he'll hear the land. Because all those things will cause you to turn. You judging yourself. You seeking him can cause you to turn to Tashuva, to turn from your sin back to him. And he'll hear you then. And he'll heal you then. So instead of asking y'all, y'all, why me? How about saying, y'all, forgive me. Have mercy on me according to my, your loving kindness. Y'all, this is what I'm dealing with. You know what I'm dealing with. Forgive me for being this way toward this, this brother. Being mean, looking down upon people. Being male chauvinistic or arrogant or conceited or being promiscuous. You know, or being angry all the time, bitter. Forgive me for being lazy and slowful, for not obeying. Forgive me for being fearful and being insecure in you. Yeah, because I know, because that's what, you know how you are. Let's be realistic about the situation. We know how we are. We know, we know when we don't like people. We know when we can't stand nothing. We know when we want to go and sin. We know it. We know it because most of the time it comes across our mind. Or let me say it the better way. It comes in our heart since your heart is your mind. And these things that causes us to walk in disobedience that can cause our life can cause the lives of others. It affects other people. Yes. Being a deadbeat dad, being a deadbeat mother. You can't continue to tell your children you love them and you never see them. You don't spend time with them. You don't grow a relationship. You just love them. After a while, they don't work anymore. You're affecting their life too. You can't, you can't, man, woman also, you can't continue to tell your wife you love her then you slip upside the head. Or you hit him with something or, or I love you and, but then you got to a side piece, however they want to call it.
is detrimental for us if we walk in disobedience. And we walk in obedience through our trust. Through us believing in the word of Yah. Hallelujah. So Yah is good. He's awesome. He's, he's amazing. He's wonderful. And we have, listen, we have the responsibility to be obedient. Being obedient from Yah is not him asking. It's not him requesting that you be obedient. He doesn't request you to be obedient. He's not asking you to be obedient. It's a command. It's a command. And then he tells us, if you don't obey, <laughs> then these are the consequences. Check out Deuteronomy uh, 27. Check out Deuteronomy 28. You know, check it out. Some, some horrible things happen to the children of Israel and those who are living among the children of Israel. And to this day, we, 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 we all can say out of our mouths, we're waking up, Israel is waking up, we're coming to ourselves, Israel still disobedient, Israel still in competition with each other. Israel still got these different camps divided up, all kind of hogwash. Israel can't even love one another, get past our differences and love each other as the command has, has been given. So let's let, let's get together. Let's straighten up. Let's think about it. Yahweh, thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your loving kindness. Thank you for being so good to us and for being our strength. Yeah, help us to walk in obedience, not disobedience. Help us to humble ourselves. Turn from our sins. Help us help all of us not to make the same decisions the man of Yah from Judah made. When you gave him the command, he disobeyed you. It cost him his life. Help us not to make the same decisions that Adam made, y'all. Because it caused all of us to fall and become sinners because of his own disobedience. Help us not make the same decision that Moses made when he struck the rock out and you told him to speak to it. But help us, y'all, to walk in obedience, to listen, to have trust, to pay attention to humble ourselves before you, that you can guide us and lead us. Yah, we need you. We cannot make it without you. You are our strength. You are our salvation. You are our everything. And Yah, we praise you and we need you and we glorify you. In Yahshua's name. Amen. Amen. Shalom.